Hygienic Show does contain foul language and sensitive topics. So, if your baby ears can't handle real American talk, don't listen. This podcast isn't for whiny liberals, including some school teachers, maskers, deucers, crazy Karens, Governor Murphy, his followers, or anyone who can't think for themselves. This is my daddy's show, so shut up and listen. Get some! All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. Today, our immigration system is broken, and everybody knows it. Even as we are a nation of immigrants, we're also a nation of laws. Undocumented workers broke our immigration laws, and I believe that they must be held accountable. If you're a criminal, you'll be deported. If you plan to enter the U.S. illegally, your chances of getting caught and sent back just went up. The actions I'm taking are not only lawful, they're the kinds of actions taken by every single Republican president and every single Democratic president for the past half century. And to those members of Congress who question my authority to make our immigration system work better, or question the wisdom of me acting where Congress has failed, I have one answer. Pass a bill. Gotta love Clinton and Obama speaking, huh? Gotta love Clinton and Obama. I mean, you gotta say, you gotta give the devil his due. The man's got a sultry voice there. Oh, dude, he's he's really good. I wish I could do an impression. Uh, I gotta start working on an Obama impression. Well, yeah, when, I hear, when I hear him Obama talk, impression. he just melts my eardrums. I'm like, Bleh. well, well I like, because and uh, no, I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta figure him out. But hey, welcome, Knucklehead Nation, to the 116th edition of of Calderies Unleashed. I am your host, of course, Michael Calderies, sitting across from me. Um, was Jay throughout this entire episode? It was very nice having him there. Jay Morgan, how Hello. are you, sir? I am great. <laughs> you are great. Great. Do we got one type of episode with that for them? Uh, a little bit different, huh? Coming up today. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, a little dry. We'll, we'll say. What's well, not as funny? This topic. It's a very serious funny. episode. How about that? Well, put it this way. Uh, I didn't realize. You know how I do the the fishing, right? The Facebook fishing. Yeah. For people. Yes. Well, we were discussing uh, immigration on on one of these sites, and and this one dude goes, "What do you want to know about immigration?" I'm basically he was a, great, an illegal immigrant. He was great. So I said, "I want to know fucking everything." Come and, on, my show. And we told him to get, to get out of our country. And <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you whatever the fuck you he said. Is. I understand. I'm, I'll make my uh, my reservations now. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I mean, hey, the the, the bottom line is. 
for everyone that was wondering, no, we did not do that. What are what are true stances on immigration? You're going to hear it now. This is, I mean, this really is going to be a discussion on immigration. Mm-hmm. But um, his the case that that we're gonna we're gonna discuss, and and you know, I don't want to get too much into it during the intro, but his his story is a very interesting one, and it's one that honestly isn't getting told. And I didn't realize that that this was what was happening. Until the show started, because we didn't talk at all until the no, show started. It was very, very informative. Very informative. Dude, um, he, there's he's in a very weird situation, in a very weird category with the immigration system. And if anything, I want you to listen to him, and I want you just to figure out like how bad our government is at immigration. At everything. Well, I mean, just think about it. Including one their, immigration. One of their main jobs is to keep people out to let a certain amount of people in and to do that in an efficient manner. Yeah. Tell me if anything this gentleman says dictates efficiency in any way, shape, or form. Okay, because uh, his his story is government inefficiency that created problems for him being here because he, he brought was brought here in a very weird category. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, 100%. Very interesting... His entire story. I can't wait for you guys to think about it. And we're only going to have him on. So the show is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. There's not going to be any knucklehead news or anything like that. I figured it would it would be a nice little episode for today. It's um, it's going to be just him. It's like a like a nice little palate cleanser, if you will. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's an awesome little t- discussion, and it really gives you very good insight into that type of world and just how mangled up our government is. And then final thoughts, it's going to it's going to revolve around that. It's going to revolve around how inefficient our, our our government is and different cases like his that just slip through the cracks and and just problems and solutions. And you'll hear throughout this entire thing, he asked me at one point what my solutions were and I gave him. Yeah, yeah, he did. And stay tuned and wait for his wait for his response and see if see if he thinks my solutions were fucking insane. And then he actually asked my opinion on it. I appreciated that. Yes, he did. He included me in. Thank you. I mean, the majority of the talking is him. You know what I'm saying? Hector, I mean, the majority, you know, I didn't yes. want to give his name, but Jay's over there. Hector. Sitting, Jay's sitting there going, what's his name? What's his name? Like, like lipping it You're, to me. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Hey, man. Uh, here's the bottom line. Hector was great. He does a lot of the talking. We ask him a lot of questions. We ask him a lot of pointy questions. Um, and I like his focus because his focus was strictly on, this is my story, and here it is. He didn't pull any punches. He told us everything. Yeah, and he you know, he had some troubles in his life. And I was, I'm just wondering, when you listen to it, what you think. Should someone like him get a front row seat to this country? Should the system allow for someone like him to be here? Is he an American or is he not? Just I want you to I want you to think about it, right? So just go from there. The 116th edition of Calgary Unleashed coming at you. Remember, give us five stars on all your social media pages and and on Apple and and all the other ones where you can rank us and rate us and tell your friends and the whole nine yards. Except TikTok, because TikTok sucks. TikTok sucks. I just want to throw that in there because I fucking hate TikTok. (laughs) Hey, 116th edition, Immigration Talk with Hector. Enjoy.
and we're back, and I got a treat for you today. Um, I go fishing on Facebook a lot, and I had a willing taker. And this is going to be nothing like the last conversation that you heard. The last conversation was 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 insane. Um, I ran into this guy Hector online, and he starts talking about his immigration status and uh, just different things that that we could discuss. So, Hector, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, as well as you can do in today's world. Between everything that's going on from COVID to the economy, I'm doing well. Doing well, yeah. I got my good health. I, I worked out today, and I had some some uh, eggnog, a little bit of eggnog, <laughs> dessert. <so. laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. I had uh, no light for dessert. That's what I'm doing for ah, dessert. See? Definitely. <laughs> So let me ask you a question, Hector. When did you uh, we you said it before, and I tried writing it down. Um, where did you immigrate from? Saint Lucia. Saint Lucia. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, the beautiful island of Saint Lucia. Is that the? Is that where like the plane comes flying down and lands like right on, right on the no, beach? Right no, 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 not that one. This one is the. Um, I don't think we have anything notable. Other than being the number one honeymoon destination, like the past five or six years in a row, this this might be a dumb question, but is it by like St. Thomas and like all the, like the British Isle tourist islands? No, it's further south. It's <clears throat> okay. off the west coast of Barbados. Oh, okay. it's to gotcha. the south of Martinique. Okay, okay, gotcha. It's a small island. Um, actually, so I moved here from Saint Lucia, but. I was born in another country called Guyana. I never was not sure if you ever heard of that one. I definitely heard of Guyana. The way I heard of Guyana was from gold miners at the gold rush show. Yes. They did yes. they did they did some um there's a lot of bad parts of Guyana too, right? There's like that's like a dangerous yes, area. Guyana is it is very dangerous there, especially as usual, if you're not from there and you go down there as a tourist, you gotta be very careful about that. Yeah, even my mother and even my family, when they go back now, they have to be extra careful. And they grew up there, but it's been that long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's once you once you're out, you're out kind of thing. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're not used to the to the to the times, I guess. So you were born there. Yes, I was born there, and I was a year old. I moved to Saint Lucia, and at 14, I moved from Saint Lucia to here. Okay. And how you did you um, how'd you come over here? My dad actually got hired by the New York City Board of Education. Okay. And he came here to teach in in New York City. And I was 14 at the time. And so I came up with him you know, as a dependent son. It was myself and my sister. Okay. That's okay. So he came over here to teach. So you were so you wouldn't have you were a dependent son. So now what do you what's your status now? Did you have like a work visa? When I came here, no, I didn't have a work visa. When I came yeah, here, I was I had a he had the work visa. I well, technically, I didn't need to work because I was fourteen. Well, that's what I'm saying. And actually, so what would your status be like? So you're you're still here, right? So mm-hmm. you were you were brought here by your dad. He came to work. It's it's you know an, a, a a great a great story. You guys are the immigrants that we want to have. Like that's the God's honest truth. You know what I'm saying? That's and like yeah, like you, like my know. family. I'm, I'm Italian. I'm I'm like third generation in this country, you know. So my my ancestors came here on you know on a boat. So we and they but they they came here the right way. It's the same way like you. So I'm like fascinated by this. So you came over at 14, um, and what's what would be your status? You were just a dependent son of an immigrant worker. Yeah. So my dad had an H H one B visa that allowed him to work, and I had an H four visa. 
And upon arrival, my dad, the New York City Board of Education was sponsoring him through uh, as an employment to get a green card. And actually, I just ran, I just made sure I ran by the story with him. Um, and he said that it took him, we came here in 2004 and the processing didn't, it took roughly nine years for his green card to get processed Jesus from the Christ. time he arrived here. That's and insane. because of that, I quote unquote, I, there's this rule where you age out at 21. Once you hit 21, you're no longer a dependent child. You're pretty much left on your own. So once I turned 21 and he didn't have his green card, I was no longer eligible for a green card underneath him, which then sent me to the ringers, if you will. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, there's so much that you just said in that that I kind of want to unpack, and I don't really even know know where to start. So let me just get something straight. You just said you came over when you were 2014. Your father's been trying to get a green card for nine years. How old are you now? I'm 32. 32. Okay. So he's been trying to get, get there. So it, you were at least 25. So he was still working on getting a visa to stay oh, here. No. And you age out and you're 21. So now what happens? Do you just go, you have to go illegal or do you have to go to like work visa year to year? Um, like, so that, that's, that's where the, uh, the conundrum comes in. Technically, officially, once your visa is up, you're supposed to leave. That's the way it goes. But at that point I had been here, this was in 2011, I believe. So I'd been here roughly eight years. I'd went through four years, three and a half years of high school because I came in the middle of in the middle of semester in January. Mm-hmm. I'd ran through high school, and at that time, I had been with my girlfriend for roughly three years, going on four years. And the next part is that the only once you're in a scenario like that, the only way to get to move forward, the only way to um, get permanent status is to either get married. Or get sponsored by our job, or claim asylum, or receive the Einstein visa of some sort. So, so, so hold on one second. There's there's no way where you were brought here where you could you could become a, a, a where you could become an American citizen. There's no way like that. To, besides that, getting married. And, there's no path no. like there's no path of like the like application to become an American citizen. Like if you were. If you were coming from St. Lucia, can you apply for anything to come to this country to immigrate legally to this country? It, okay, let's go you through that. You, from don't, a... you know what I'm talking about? Like, take me to like just St. Lucia. Would we mm-hmm. be able to? Would you be able to come here if you were just like going from there to here? As an adult, without any other family relation or any claim of asylum, let's just say I just wanted to move here because I love the country. I want to be here. I want to get out from there. I would have to apply for a. Uh, a visa and i would actually have to go into the green card lottery system which is where there's a cap on how many there's per year i'm not sure of the exact cap for that one but it's somewhere maybe a few tens of thousands i would say let's just call it fifty thousand, just somewhere around there yeah and every year they randomly give them out so i'll have to apply for that and wait in san lucia until i actually get the green card when i when i win the lottery then i'll then they'll tell me okay now you can come so to me, it's and like it's that, like you already won the lottery. Why couldn't they just give you a green card? You're already here, right? So like your dad was going to get one. Um, 
so let's fast forward fast forward here. That, that and thank you for clarifying that one. This is this is this is awesome. Sure. Um, so your dad's here. Fast forward, he's trying to apply. You age out while he's in the application process, which put you. Yeah, in he, a, he's. Which put you in a very tough. Go ahead. Which put you in a tough position, right? Obviously. Yes. So at that point, the decision was made since I had been with my girlfriend for four years at that time. And to be honest with you, I was. We were marriage wasn't a big a big. Uh, it was coming down the pipeline, so we were like, okay, let's do the marriage route. Her family, we all spoke about it as a bit of one big family. And I decided we decided to get married and let um, the marriage be my pathway for permanent residency. And that worked out. I was able to get a green card, but only a, a, a two-year conditional green card, which is what they give you when you've been married for less than two years when you put in the, when you put in the application. Okay. And un- unfortunately, about a year into that, our marriage went sour. We had a big fight. No, that was the end of that. We actually didn't. I haven't. I didn't see her for years after that because it was. It was. It was horrible. And and I don't want to get into that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um. So, when when that happens, um, there's a file. There's a form you file, um, called a petition to remove conditions on your green card. So when you have the two year green card, you file that petition. If you can now. Technically, you are allowed to go to the interview, basically the second interview without your spouse, but you have to have a really good reason. And obviously, all of the compelling proof of what happened, where is the spouse, did they die? And there's something called um, Violence Against Women's Act, VAWA. And it it basically is if a woman is in a, a woman or a man is in an abusive relationship and they get out, they don't force you to stay in the abusive relationship. So... Because we had a fight, uh, the lawyer at the time, which was a, one of those pro bono lawyers, because I couldn't pay for a lawyer myself, you know, they cost a lot of money, said, let's go that route. And the our claim got denied. And that was when I lost my actual green card privilege. But before I before I stop, I just wanted to, to let it be known that I received my green card in 2011. And okay, actually, let me go back for a second. So I graduated high school in 2007. I, at that point, I didn't have a green card. So which meant I was not eligible for any type of financial aid or college. I could receive private scholarships, but nothing from the, from the government. So basically if Jay-Z wanted to sponsor me, sure, but I couldn't get anything from the government. My parents had to pay out of their pocket. And when I received the green card in 2011, the first thing I did actually was I went back to school. I went to college. I went to Vaughan College. I started the year after I received it. I also, first time I got a job as well. I started working at Yankee Stadium in the parking garage. And that was able, I was able to use that throughout my four years at Vaughan. I graduated in 2016, actually. Okay. But, but in the middle of that, in 2014, was when um, my green card petition was denied. And when that happened, um, I actually got, that's when I got placed in um, removal proceedings because I let the uh, the appeal time go by. So I, I couldn't appeal. I, I, once I forgot the lawyer, he got the paper. He didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize none of this. So the appeal time went by 
So the government said, okay, well, time to remove you. So they put me in removal proceedings. And this happened in 2015 is when I got the first notice. I had I got the first court date to appear in, I believe, in summer in 2016. I show up and the judge that I was assigned to retired. So then they said, okay, we will reschedule you. And they rescheduled me for about, let's call it six months later, which was which was then, I believe, it was definitely the winter time. Because I remember going on the second, um, for the second time to go to the court. And uh, we, this, the day before was, it was one of those um, winter storms that happened in the Northeast in like a January, the whole city shut down. And the whole city shut down, including all the government offices. There's no immigration court. So reschedule another court date. And all of this time, it was all of this time. I think the hardest part is learning to um, live and stay positive because you're stuck. You're literally stuck between a rock and a hard place. I can't really, I couldn't leave my job. Technically, I wasn't even supposed to work, but there was no, I mean, that's one of the things about it where I was, you lose your ability, you lose your work authorization. But at that time, I, I had a son with, an, with another lady. And I have, I mean, I literally have to eat. So it's kind of like, well, do I stop working? And then I don't know where I'm going to eat or I just continue working my little job that I have now and trying to keep my head under the radar. Um, I, I went on for a while, so I'll let you guys come in and ask any no, questions or whatnot. No, listen, you, you, you um, I'm like, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving the story, honestly. So you have a kid, right? Yes. There's, um. One of the one of the things that I heard and and so let's we'll get back to that actually. So your status sure. right now would be mm-hmm. you're kind of in limbo land. You're uh, you're technically what you're here illegally or you're here waiting to be deported. Like like what what is your status right now? Okay, so let me, I guess now so I have to continue my story then to answer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so you didn't any- even need to stop. Okay. All right. So in 2016, I met a wonderful lady who I am now married to. And we had a lovely old wedding. Actually, went out. This happened in um, May of this year. We went out to St. Thomas on the, the honeymoon and everything. And she's now sponsoring me. And so we're, we've been living together since 2019. Technically 2018, actually. 2018 but we moved in together at our own place from our parents' house in 2019. So we moved to um, New Jersey, actually. I'm in uh, North Bergen. Oh, nice. So we've been here. Yeah, we've been here for like roughly three years now. So that's where my status, technically now my status, I'm trying to adjust through her. But I still have the, what, what happens is that the because the immigration judge has jurisdiction over the case, um, USCIS can't rule on it. So they basically put my case to the side, uh, administratively close it or whatever legalese term they used. And I'm waiting for the court date, which is in April, which um, I have to prepare for. I have a lawyer. I have another. I have a new lawyer that I'm going through and we're preparing the documents and everything. So the plan is to go through immigration court and we, we, we're going to request that they um, cancel the, the removal proceedings, which would then allow us to go back to USCIS and go through their process. But the judge could say, no, we're not going to cancel it and let me adjudicate it, which we'd have to do, which is the only difference between the two is that if um, 
removal proceedings is one step before de deportation. So it's, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with USCIS and immigration court and ICE. We're are not. You? That's why, uh, vaguely, that's why you're here. <clears throat> okay. You know, you, so you're going there, through it, so I, I'd like to hear firsthand. I have a question for him, actually. Yeah, yeah I, go ahead. Sure. Go, go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Um, what is your take on how what Biden's doing with the, the South border? How all these thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants are just being allowed to come into the country with no repercussions whatsoever. And you're going through jumping through all these hoops for years and years and years to get here. I was just curious how you feel and what your take is on that. Um, the the weird thing is that. Even. Why, even though, I'll say this, let me start by saying, I, I disagree with the whole letting them come in, but even if we we assume that to be true on, on its face value, it actually doesn't benefit them, it doesn't benefit me, and it definitely doesn't benefit the U.S. because what happens is eventually they have to go through the same system and the same organizations that I have to go through. So whether you kick the can down the street now, later, tomorrow, the, the root of the issue is the legal immigration system is actually just severely backlogged, understaffed. I, I've, I've been thinking of a way to describe it for you to understand. So the, in, in a short, I, 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 found, I think I found a good way to explain it. The immigration laws are as complex as the tax code, the U.S. tax code. Ooh, it's, that, and that's crazy. The, and the organizations that run it, that would be USCIS, the immigration courts and ICE, they're about as, what's the word, as effective as, let's say, the VA, the Veterans um, Health Association. Like Organized, the VA efficient, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. think, of, think of the U.S. tax code being run by the VA, and then you have oh, what Jesus. kind of conundrum that goes on there. Because <laughs> like I said, for example, my dad came here in 2004, and when, when he came, the assumption was that within three years, we would all have green cards and we'd be able to move forward. And it took him nine years. And again, he, we all came here legally. He was teaching. He's working for, for a city agency. Your dad's still here working. Not, yeah, he's still here working. He did get his green card in 2013, I believe. Yes, wow. 2013. But the only problem is, and that's, there's a, there's a few... Um, Actually, yeah. Let me let me not rant too much, y'all. Yeah, so yeah no, your question, no, we we don't have to. Yeah, we, sorry, sorry. Go to, to to bring it back to what's going on at the southern border. My contention is that what Biden should. So the southern border and what we should do as far as legal immigration. I think you can pick and choose which one you quote unquote want to do first. But if you ever want to ease what's going on at the southern border, you have to tackle the legal immigration and making that a better process because it literally just takes too long. If I were to start, let's say I were to start all of this from scratch, the fastest way would take roughly, would be through marriage, and it would take three years from, let's say I were to apply tomorrow, it would take roughly three to five years to become a green card holder, depending on how long these back, the um, the agencies take. Through marriage. And real quick, one, through marriage. What's that? Wow. Through marriage. Yes, yeah. through, through marriage is the fastest way if you're an adult, if you're a child. It you still takes you years. can get it through parents. It's, it's still everything takes years. Wow. So the, the, There's nothing that's within a year. One of the main problems is, and you tell me where you know. Now, yes, I love your analogy that about you know how they're that they're that horrific at, at what they do. One of the problems is the sheer volume of people coming, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, like right now, we have 150,000 
people coming over. Apparently, we take in about a million people per year legally into the country. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to make that more, how many people you think we can bring into this, you know, into the country? Like, to me, like, I think people like you should be prioritized, and I think people at the southern border should be stopped so people like you can be prioritized. Like, it's like, like you said, if, if, we can only take in so many people, right? We can't take in everybody from down there. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? I just I find it like how many people how many people do you think we can take in now that you're being here? Do you know what I'm talking about now that you're living here? Do you think okay. you should do you think you're you should take precedent over the per- person that's running for the, you know, running for the border? You know what I'm talking about? You know you know what I'm asking? I I would say to to answer your, I would say this that to your point, I appreciate you actually like you know supporting me as far as me being here. So I would say that what we'd want to do is for the people who do come here legally, and who for who may have through the way I like to talk about it is through no fault of their own, just because of red tape and stuff like that. If these people, like you said, if they're paying taxes in the country, they're they're not harming nobody. They're no um. They're no, they're no threat. They're, they're net positive to, to America. I would definitely feel like we should put them on a specific path. And that way it would free up the rest of the, the immigration system that is there to then deal with the people coming in at the southern border. Because we only have, I believe, roughly 550 immigration court judges to deal with all of the immigration court cases. Hundreds of thousands which, of people a day, yeah. Right, which is everyone that comes in at the southern border has to go through immigration court. They don't go, they actually don't go through, they do go through USCIS, but they almost pretty much will end up in the immigration court because they have to prove their case that they have a reasonable case of asylum. So, and, and then they say 90% don't even show up for their court dates. Yeah, because that, that part, I, I, I honestly don't know why they wouldn't show up because the truth is, if you, if for example, if I don't show up on April, in April for my court dates, it's an automatic deportation stamp. And you, you make it harder for yourself by not showing up. So I don't know why they would not want to do that other than some, sometimes they don't know, I, I guess, but I, I really don't know. If you, if you can be there, being there is your best bet because one of the things about immigration, it's less of a criminal process and there is a more of a, there is some level of humaneness to it. So judges, for example, in immigration court, from what I've heard, I haven't actually been in much proceeding myself, but from what I heard, They'll try to like, they'll ask you the question like, hey, do you have any family here? Do you know anyone here? If you do, you'll be like, yeah, you know, I have three kids. I'm like, hey, because usually if I if you have three kids and like, okay, so do, do kids have any family? Like, no, I my kids don't have any family. I'm a single mom. I'm working alone. My The father left and went off to, I don't know, Canada or something like that. Yeah, whatever. So it's like, if you send me home now, you have three kids that become ward of the state. You can use that as a way to get out of the immigration court process. And they actually would, they, there's something called cancellation of removal that you can use. Um, so you just, you just listed a major reason why a lot of people would want to come in here, skip their court dates. Honestly, like I look at it like if I was a desperate human being and I'm not saying you are, but if I was a desperate person mm-hmm. and they obviously are if they're, if they're walking a thousand miles. Right. But what you just said is it's a, a humaneness that is almost enticing many more people to come to log the entire system up you know it's it sounds no, like no that, no that's not what i was trying no, to imply when no, i say no, that's that you, what that's what the, the way you, i took it 
Okay. You know, honestly, so, the way- I guess let me clarify that. It, it, I'm not saying they're coming here because the process is humane. What I'm saying is that they don't get treated like a criminal. Like it's, it's not a criminal court proceeding where the judge is expecting you to fully handle everything on your case. The judges, they do. It's like, it's like imagine being in criminal court and instead of saying the judge saying to you, you know, if do you have an alibi? What time were you there? Like they're they're trying to hint you to ways you can defend yourself instead of just allowing you to just purge yourself and 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 convict you of being guilty. And, and I think that's awesome. And I love and I love the hum, like the humane factor to it. Like I I try to honestly, I'm trying to understand. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand the entire bit, right? So like. There's got to be people that say, I'm going to take my chances running for the border mm-hmm. so I could potentially stay three, four, five, six, seven years in the country because I know there's a there's a whole backlog going on that they're not coming after me anyway. Then you have a, then you have a family, you set up, you place roots here. It's going to be much more difficult to, to, to eventually get rid of somebody because like right now, like like you, you came over here, no fault of your own. Um, I think you should be taken and, and put in a different category. Uh, like like a lot of the kids, like if, if you were a five-year-old kid and your mother ran for the border and you're with the, them and you've spent, you know, seven years here, I do have a lot of feelings for that kid. You know what I'm saying? Because like they have no idea. What are you going to do? You're going to take a kid that came here from five years old and send him back to Guatemala? By himself. By himself. Is that, is that what you're going to do? Like that, 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 that type of shit's insane. You know, but I look at it as – you know when you when you look at some of the some of the smaller loopholes that some people could use, and and you look at, you know how how some people it's a lot more difficult like you that like you have to, you have to almost use the marriage option, right? That was like your best option was the marriage option, right? Yeah. So there's only re- there's literally only five ways to get there's there's five ways to to come to America with, for with a permanent status or to do it permanently. There is a sixth option, but no one pretty much alive is worth it because I believe on the, the way the law works is if you, you, you would have had to have been in the country before 1972. So if you were here before 1972, regardless of how you got here, you're fine, which I guess almost for 99% of us is not true. If you're, wow. which is so for everyone else, for all pragmatic purposes, it's either marriage, a job sponsors you, um, you claim asylum or you get a asylum refugee, and or you get a um. I forgot the fifth one. Forgive me on that. How easy? Let's. But talk, either way, it's only five. Let's talk about asylum really quick. Um, how mm-hmm. how easy is an asylum claim? Do you know anything about that process? Have you have you looked into that at all? I don't know much, um, but what I do know is that they do have to prove their case, which becomes a, a lot harder than it seems on the surface especially when coming from countries is that, um, so you, you can come under like political asylum, like there's different categories of it. Like the country's just whatever, full of wars and gangs, but proving that in the U S court is not easy because like, for example, how, how do you exactly prove that? Especially after you've traveled thousands of thousands of miles, you're, you're not walking around with a bag full of evidence waiting for the judge. I mean, you may try, but at some point throughout that. So I can't really, I, I, I don't know exactly the, the, all of the ways they do it. What I do know is that when they come across, they get picked up by ICE. They, if they get released out, they have to come, they have to apply for asylum within a year of being here. If they don't apply, they face serious repercussions, which probably means that they don't, um, 
get to stay, they get kicked out immediately or they get put on the list. If they um, do apply, then they have to, again, prove their case, go through the court and all of that jazz. Yeah, man, it's, 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 you know, when he, when you hear him talking about it, it's, it's definitely not an easy, it's definitely not an easy solution. I you have, a, you thought... have a lot, you have a lot of, you have a lot of people, it seems like that are sitting in bubble type crack positions. And it seems like it's a lot of people that are, are definitely getting lost in cracks that to me should be focused on first. You, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 you're, you're in a very, you're a very interesting situation. You know, his situation's like, it's, um, I always thought that getting married was the easy way, but it doesn't sound like it is. It does sound like it's very easy. It takes like there, three years. So, there is no easy no. way. There's no easy so, way. So yeah. going, let me, let me just run through the marriage way real quick. Are any of you guys married? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, he is. You I, guys, I'm technically, you, you guys are married. Yeah. He's, he's common is, law married. Today is Tuesday, Friday morning. What did your wife cook for breakfast? I cooked breakfast and it was, uh, Eggs on English muffin with uh, uh, sausage. Hmm. I would say probably, I think I probably got French toast that day. They ex- those are the type of questions they ask you in the marriage interview. And uh. you're supposed to know that. They ask you, who does the laundry? Who sleeps on which side of the bed? I would have said, They'll should. first of all, I'm offended that you didn't assume I made the breakfast. <laughs> Because I do, <laughs> I enjoy cooking, sir. I love yeah, it. They'll, the the marriage interview itself, it's it's it can be very stressful, especially if you're not a, like. Because one of the things is you're sitting in a, in, a, in a federal office. There's a federal officer. He has your life in his hands, and you're expected to you know sound off on this perfectly. So it's some people actually get coached to it. It's amazing. It's not. Nah, not it people. doesn't. Get, yeah, yeah, they don't have a big light interview and shit. Out <laughs> no, 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 no. They do separate you if you give if you give enough wrong answers. They do separate you. They they sense that there's some some level of fraud going on. They will separate you. What other kind of questions also, do they ask? I'm curious. Um, they'll they'll so they'll so you have to provide pictures. Well, you're expected to provide pictures, and they'll pick a random picture and like they'll look at they'll take like a family photo and point at a person, and they'll expect you will they'll expect you guys to answer who's this. Who's that? Okay. Um, they'll ask like sometimes they may ask about like the bill, the bills arrangement, who pays the bills, but you usually provide that in financial documents. I like um, that. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with this yet. You know, mm-hmm. you, at least like if you're gonna be married and it's a, it's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what's your wife's favorite I could, color? I, I could imagine that definitely has to be stressful waiting for that because you, I mean, not for nothing. If me and Serena walked into a federal building to ask questions about our life together you know like th- that would be that would be a pretty stressful stressful yeah, yeah. event that's an understatement <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and over over the years you get accustomed to always having to document evidence of the relationship which for me personally is kind of annoying because instead oh, of living in the moments of life i now have to actually make sure i grab a picture hey we're out to eat with all our friends because yeah because eventually you have to bring it in and you have to show this uh, you're basically living an Instagram life in court. Yeah, huh? <laughs> that's a yeah, good yeah analogy. pretty much. That's pretty much it. Got to make sure, you know. And one of the th- one of the big things they look for is financial commingling. So you want to make sure again that your finances uh, are tied. So are you on in- insurance documents, lease documents, and stuff like that? Which it sounds like it makes sense, but then when you come, sometimes when you come down to what the real economy is now. 
if you're in a household where one person is earning like significantly more or just the way you run, a, just the way people may want to run their households, they may want to keep their finances separate for legitimate reasons like student loans. Maybe I have no student loans. She does. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to take on that that financial burden. So we're going to keep everything separate. But because of the, the, the potential um, interview, you do have to do those things. And huh. that can can create some um, issues. Again, it depends on the relationship. Your loans, your problem. Yeah, I mean they 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 definitely. I mean, not for like all of that stuff. I could, I could honestly see a point behind. You know, I, I could see a point yeah. behind it. But once again, like if you didn't get married and you were you came over here at fourteen, I mm-hmm. can't. Would would they legit send you back to where would you get sent back to? You get sent sent back to Saint Lucia. Lucia. Okay. Yes. You um, won't get sent back to Guyana. Officially, be, Jesus to, Christ. To be, God forbid. Yeah, I would get sent back. The question is how long it would take. Because the next issue, and this is where ICE comes in, is actually going out and getting the people. And which is, as you guys probably may may you figure, it's not easy no. because people are people are hiding, they don't answer their door. Like to find people is a very hard thing. And again, they're not gonna come out because they don't want to leave. So it may take years plus the funding for the agency. Like these agencies don't have enough men, literally don't have enough manpower to do it, to execute their jobs. So it may take years before they find me. And again, you, you're just a human living. So, it you may, know, you, it may take years before they even start looking for you. Correct. Especially if, if you stay off the radar, you're not getting into any, if you, the easiest way to get caught is if you get arrested, break the law. So a break lot of law. immigrants, yeah, a lot of a lot of times you definitely have to stay away. And again, nowadays, something as simple as driving without a without a license can can get you with that. Can you get a license? I mean, obviously, were you able to get a license for th- this whole time, or what? I I was able to get a license. Um, the DM the way the DMV process works is the DMV makes your license valid as long as your stay here is valid. So I was able to show them that I. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I am here legally, and once you're able to do that, you can get a, a license. Once you, sh- once you show them that you're here legally, yes. Are you saying yeah. legally yes. or illegally? He's saying legally. Yeah, Le- legal document. Mm-hmm. Like once you you show either your um your you have to show your you can show your work permit. You can show your there's some other documents like the the I ninety four form and stuff like that you can show, but all of them have an expiration date on it, and that expiration date is where the DMV would exp- would use for your ID. So if I'm not mistaken, your driver's license probably expires what, once every 10 years or something like that, or five years. What is it? Five? I don't, I think. Know. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, <laughs> yeah, essentially, for example, if I, so if you get married and you have a two year green card, your, your driver's license would only be valid for two years. And the day after that, once your green card expires, your driver's license expires. And if you sense. drive the next day, if you drive the next day, you can get arrested for driving with an expired license. Okay. Yeah, I mean th- that kind of that kind of makes sense. It's, it'll be it'll be very interesting, like to hem somebody up over that type of shit. Yeah. Though, you know, yeah. like what what hard on cop is really gonna, is going to do that? Oh, I bet they're out there. They're out there. They're, they're out definitely there. out yeah. there, aren't they? Um, wow, that that's so. If you you've never entered like the illegal status, you've always been some. some... No, te- technically, actually, I've never been illegal. Okay. I've always had some version of status. Um, the one thing I would say about it too, I'd like to add is that this process costs a lot of money for the immigrants. I'm, I, I haven't, I didn't, I should have did the full math, but I've estimated that I've paid somewhere between 
fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars in fees since I've arrived here. And this was no there is no help for this. It's between my parents, myself, and any other friends and family who wants to basically donate money in fees. Between lawyers' fees. So the the for example, if using the the marriage writers around the most familiar with, so I'll use that. Fucking lawyers. Fucking lawyers. Yeah. The 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 fees to USCIS alone, they just went up recently, but for a long time they were thirteen, I think, twelve hundred dollars total, plus another um, three hundred or so dollar biometric fee. That price just went up to eighteen hundred dollars, I think, in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, to eighteen hundred dollars that you have to pay. That's just the fees that you that you pay as you submit the files because these are um paid applications. Now, if you're, for example, if you're not good enough to fill up the application yourself, you would want to get someone to fill it out for you because they deny these applications for not checking the right box, misspelling your name, putting the wrong address. So you have to literally dot all your I's, cross all your T's. And that's where some lawyer fees can add in because now you pay a lawyer or someone to fill it out for you and that you pay them per hour, whatever they charge. Some, there, are, there are a lot of um, organizations that do it for free. But finding them is one thing. And also, again, with everything free, you know, sometimes it may or may or may, or may not be the best. But it isn't it isn't it isn't a cheap endeavor by any stretch of the means. And all this time, though, too, you also have to eat. Literally, tomorrow you have to wake up and eat. You just spent eighteen hundred dollars of whatever small check you may or may not be working for if you even have a job. And now you have to wake up tomorrow and figure out how you're going to eat. And then remember what you ate and who made it. Yes, and, and then remember and what you ate, who made it, and document it. Take pictures for the gram. Make sure it's up on there. Jesus Christ! See, to me, like people that, that are stuck in your position, we should definitely have a much easier path to get you to be able to live here, work here, pay taxes, live like a normal American, normal human being. You know what I'm saying? There, ha- a- there, ha- there has to be. You, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm under the. You know, I look at it as we have to stop the border rush and then we have to take people take people here that that legit should be legal should be here and then open the border back up when we need you know like open the door like 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 you know i hate to reference trump but like have a big ass door i, I have no problem with a door yeah i, I want the door that. to be open to, to, to people like you man like it just it's um i don't know we are a nation of immigrants and we we can't lose we can't lose sight of that but it's it's unbelievable the story. That you're what they telling. make these people jump through the hoops they make them jump through is just, that's ridiculous. And you're 32 right now. Yeah, I'm 32. I came here when I was 14. Ridiculous. And so, so you've been fucking on... around with trying to get legal status in this country for 20 years. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane, man. That's Come fucking on. insane. Come on. And I wouldn't say I'm I'm not I'm not too far outside the norm. The norm usually is like you're, you're talking five years. If if you came here within the past 15, 20 years, you're talking at least five years. I am a bit outside of that range, but I wouldn't say like this is this is an unheard of. I've heard of a lot of other people who come here and they wait 20 plus years to, to even get it. And um, I would say it, like if I were to if I were to have the magic brush and to fix everything, I think the first thing, the, the one thing that would change my my situation easily would be to remove the age out rule. Now, the age out rule is what really essentially put me in the position because even though I came here as a kid, once once I turned 21, I quote unquote became an adult, 
I was no longer eligible under my father, even though he subsequently got it literally like two years later. So if that rule wasn't in place, or if I was to somehow get an exception for that rule, seeing that I was already here, then I, then at the same time, even though I was older, I'd be able to get it. And that would allow me to continue without having to go through the ringer. Yeah, there has I to be some type what... of path for you. There has to be something yeah. path for, you for, for for situations like this, especially now. Like, listen, you, you know, if I'm being if I'm being fully honest, right? So, I think I would think differently about it if, let's just say, you were brought here at 14. Your father mm-hmm. worked here for six or seven years, or let's just say he worked here till you were 22, mm-hmm. and then he was going back, mm-hmm. right? I may look at it a little bit different. Like, okay, you you may not have as much as of a uh, a valid clause to, I guess, you know, be here or stay here, right? Um, if you wanted to be an asshole about it, but I mean, your case, and you look at, you know, even like like I said, the the, the five year old that's been here for twenty years that was brought here, went to school here. That's and, all that kid knows. That's all the kid knows. I, you know. Was the was the thought of being sent back to like Saint Lucia and Guyana like was that was that still in your head right now or is it, or or is it at least kind of that that shit going away a little bit? Honestly, I have lost all hope in the immigration process going well. It's literally my wife and everyone else trying like you know you got to keep pushing kind of thing. I just assume that they're gonna find that one technicality or whatever it may be. You'd be like, yeah, you got to go because it's it's again when. Enough of the when you had bad news enough times in a row, you just be like, "Fuck it!" At this point, you know what? Just sh- this shit ain't gonna go well. So it's like just to protect your own self. You're like, you know what? Let me not even get my hopes up on this. Um, I do have a question for you guys. What are your What are your thoughts and feelings on the DACA program? Okay, so I I have conflicted thoughts. Like I have conflicted thoughts on on all of this stuff. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before to you, I do believe that if you've been here your entire life, there should be some type of pathway to you becoming a productive citizen. I do believe that I'd much rather have people here that want to pay taxes and contribute to this country in a positive way and, you know, know who they are and have insurance and be able to be here legally. If they, if they, like what you said something, through no fault of their own. Right. Mm-hmm. If if you if you do fall into that category, like your category, or if you, you know that there's a lot of cracks in this immigration system that I think a lot of kids fit in, that there's they shouldn't be taken and thrown back to Guyana or you know Honduras or wherever the hell wherever they're coming from. Now, my issue with it is when you start. When you start just accepting like mass amounts of people, there has to be a cutoff point of where you stop taking people in, right? Like, like America can't take in all the world's poor. You know, if you mm-hmm. look at the World Bank, there's there's four billion people that in, in this world that make less than a dollar a day. You know, four billion people that make less than a dollar a day. And the way I look at it is, there's people that are that are living. In different, you know, African countries, or there's people from from Ireland. There's there's people all over Europe that's trying to get here, and because of how logged our immigration system is, because we let people flood into the border, it it really hinders taking in people like yourself in an efficient manner. It, it hinders taking in the DACA kids, right? So I would have no problem with a DACA program 
if our border was secured and we had a better system overall, right? I don't want okay. pe- I don't want people running to the border in caravans hoping to just get caught by 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 you know our border patrol so they could get you know into our into our country that way and just go through court for ten years until something happens. Like I think that's a horrible system, and what happens is that causes people like you to me to to spend twenty years fucking around with this. Yeah. You yeah, know, it, yeah, it, so. it, that caused that caused your dad to deal with it for nine years to where you guys were placed in this bullshit status in the fucking first place. You know, so that that really bothers me. You know, it, like if if we had a clear okay, first things first, like I am I am for the wall, hundred percent, with big ass doors in it. If we stopped illegal immigration cold and then dealt with everybody that's here right now, people like yourself, all the DACA kids, anybody that came over, if you want to be legal, here's your chance. Boom, we give all those people a fast, efficient pathway to citizenship where you'd have to you know, prove that you want to be part of this country and productive for this country. Then, like I said, okay, now how many people are we going to take in? Is it 2 million? Let's take in two million very efficiently every year, in a very in in a in a in a non chaotic, hectic, lunatic way. Um, that's that's my immigration so, policy. <laughs> okay, what's what's your? I'm sorry, I can't see the other guys. So I'll let him chime in as well. I I get. I pretty much sorry, I uh, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi. Yeah, I pretty much uh, just uh, echo what Mike just said. We pretty much agree okay. on most mostly everything that we do on this show. We were pretty much simpatico most of the time not all the time but uh as far as the immigration policy goes i agree with the wall i agree with having access let's get our shit under control in this country right now for people like you that are here that are having problems let's deal with that then let's uh bring in some more people and do it the right way so so first i want to let you guys know that the legal immigration path they are limits to literally every category of immigrants, except in um, spouse and children under tw- under 21, as far as um, green cards per year. So if you're a spouse or if you're a child of someone of a U.S. citizen or permanent resident under 21, you, you can, there's unlimited green cards effectively, which is one thing. But for every other category, for employment-based, every other category, there's limits and caps, not only for the individual category, but also for the country. So each country gets a certain allotment. Some, let's say, for example, if you're from St. Lucia, St. Lucia might only get 5,000 per year that America would allow in. So once they hit that cap at whatever point, you've got to wait until the next year. And that's the legal, that's the legal process. But how fucking stupid is this? How, I mean, how fucking stupid is that? Sorry for my language, but how that's fucking stupid because it's like, Nothing for nothing. You've been here for twenty years, man. Eighteen years. I kind of like that, though. No, no. So, so right. No, so, I like so, that, but it's like, it's like, why would he count for who they take in St. Lucia now? Twenty no, fucking no, no, no. years no, no, later. No, no, no. no. Don't, did don't I misunderstand that? Not, yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, um, okay. That was just that was just for caps on as far as legal immigrants coming in who are not in the country. Okay, then that that makes more the, sense then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. to deal with the to deal with the, the immigrants who are here, whether you're undocumented or you're documented and going through some process, whether you're waiting. To your point about how do we deal with the people who are here and who are productive members and who who want to be productive members, you know, they're not trying to trying to skirt the system or become some version of some bad person, you know. I think there is there is something to your point where we have to 
essentially fast track them. I was even, uh, to be honest, I would say you don't even have to fast track them. A lot of us, for example, the, the DACA program, we've been here for years. There is already a record. Are you, you look a, at someone, are you a DACA kid? Are you technically like a DACA? No, I'm, I'm not a DACA. I actually never received, I'm actually, technically I'm not eligible for DACA. Again, okay. based on one line in DACA. But um, for, to your point of how do we deal with the people who are here, you could say, for example, if you've been in this country since, let's, I'll just give a date, let's say 2005, you've gone through high school, you've shown good moral, that's actually a thing they, in, in the words, you've shown good moral character, you haven't been arrested, you've been paying your taxes as much as possible, you haven't, you haven't caused any trouble, you're, you're, quote unquote, uh, you're doing well for yourself. There's no point in, I would say just at the very least, you can put that person, give them a work permit if, then, if they're an adult, and put them on a path then to achieve permanent status. So then you would say, okay, you get a work permit from today. In three years, everything you still you still on the same path. Here you get a here you get a green card, and then from five years from then, then you can go on and become a citizen. See, why would see like the the whole term limits thing is is the weird part to me, because if you already have a backlog system, right? Mm-hmm. And then you say, like, for you, okay, you get a two-year conditional, conditional, you know, green card or whatever, blah blah blah. And then they can't even process you in the two year, two years to where it runs out. Why wouldn't it be like a, hey, just be a good person, green card? Do they have anything like that to where you get like a general green card? Listen, uh-huh. don't be a fucking jerk off, and it, and nothing will happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, get a green card. This does not expire until you expire it. Until you become an asshole and 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 do and, and cause a bunch of crimes or whatever it is, then it gets expired. It's the, Does that make more sense? Do they have something like that. I'm not an asshole card. It's the it's the I'm not I'm I'm here to be a productive member of society card for however long I choose to deem that necessary. Right? Does um, that make sense? Yeah. Or no? So the two year green card is only if I'm if I'm correct, it's only for um, marriages that are under two years long. Okay. If you if your marriage is over two years, or if you come, let's I believe employment based or anything else, you do get a ten year green card. And that ten year green card, you're allowed to stay for ten years. I believe you can renew it as well. But at, once you hold a green card for, if it's under marriage for three years, or if it's anything else for five years, you're able to um become a citizen where you actually go out and take the oath. <clears throat> so the presumption is if you get the ten year green card halfway through that. You then start applying to become a citizen. That process takes, I'm actually right now, I'm not sure, but probably takes maybe a year or so, whatever, two years. So you would think from year, about year seven, you'd then be able to become an actual citizen where you don't have, where you take the oath and then you get you get the, the politicians bring you out on stage and parade you around and all that good stuff. <laughs> Look what I did. Now listen, and I get the whole, like being an actual citizen, I get that maybe taking time and and having approved and being a higher standard or whatever I, I i understand that point you know my thing is you know with people like people like like such as yourself there has to be even like you said the 10-year green card there's still a time limit on it when they're backlogged yeah you know that, that so to your point eventually you come back into the system if you if things don't go well Eventually, you're coming. Well, even if they go well, right? Let's just say they go well, and your ten yard ten year green card comes out, and maybe it's going so well that you don't you, you don't file your shit exactly on time to renew it. 
So yes. that you know Which happens to a lot of this people. This is what I'm saying. So let's just say you're living normal life, you're a guy like me, you forget to do some shit without a wife or whatever the fuck it is, and then you forget to mail in something on time. Then that then you're fucked because now you go into yep. illegal and, and and now you have to spend money and, and it, it, to me that's insane. Sounds like a racket to me. It sounds like a racket for lawyers. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a, a racket for fucking lawyers and people that want to make money off of immigrants. Oh, they suck. That's the way it sounds like to me, because why wouldn't they just make it as a, once again, okay, you're here. You're obviously going to be here. Pay taxes with this. Do this. In five years, we expect you to be on your way to citizenship. But we hope you're not, because then we get to rape you f- for more money. For more money in the immigration court. Jesus Christ. No, you, you know what I'm talking about? And then then if that, you just have the card with no... The expiration date is when you stop becoming a productive member of society. To me, that makes way more sense. What do you think? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I do agree. It's What you guys are basically describing is a simplified version of immigration, which, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast... If you have something as complex as the tax code, it's, it's essentially the same argument. We're going to simplify, just like you want to, you want to simplify the tax code. You want to simplify the immigration rules, which makes it easier for it to be done legally. Now you don't have to jump through as many hoops and fill out as many boxes. And like, and like I said, that then relieves the pressure of the legal side. Now you can, you can now deal with the other people like that's down at the border. Because the heart, the, the reason why. The re- to be to be frank, part of the reason why there is a, a, a people coming in at the southern border and wherever else is because the legal immigration is so backed up. So if you're, I, I'm, I presume that if you're someone in, let's say, Honduras or 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 another country in Central America that's going through a lot with the, with the cartels, your thought process is why wait here? Not not just why, but I can't wait here for a ten year wait to get to get the correct documents legally. It's it's worth it for me to just truck through all of these countries and show up at the border. That's that's the kind of and take that mathematics fucking, they make. Take that trek. That's that is a dangerous, dangerous trek for a lot of people too, man. So like yeah. I would I would argue this right. Mm-hmm. The the best way, the only way, the only place I would disagree with you is I would take it a step further. The only way that we actually effectively stop the people flooding the southern border is by taking those places that are ran by cartels and mobs and they have to get better down there. Yes. You, you don't, you that's, that's a that, whole separate, I agree with you. That's that is a whole the, separate discussion. That's the only thing that's, that's going to stop this shit because yeah. as long, let's face facts. I don't care how big the wall is. There's going to be somebody, somebody desperate enough to climb over it oh, yeah. when they're living in those, in those type of squalor locations. Now I want, I want a wall simply to say you have to come in organized. You know, but the the fact of the matter is, if if you know, when you look at places like that, where where we just see it on Gold Rush, where like they're getting they're getting like you're they're they're basically being like stuck up and and robbed right on camera, like right on TV. It was it, it, the shit was amazing. Hmm. But when you when you have that type of place, I, I get wanting to run from it. Trust me, I fucking get it. I wouldn't want to live like that. And sure. I don't blame the people for wanting to come here because they know they're going to get a way better life. I don't blame any of them for it. But eventually, one of these days, we can't take everybody from down there. You know, uh, why can't we just take over and say, okay, this is little fucking America? 
That would be the best. Just turn that little, into America, that America. everyone gets, that everyone down there gets gets the fucking gets the benefits of it, right? Am I crazy? If you, if you ask some CIA directors, they'll tell you we tried to do that back in, <laughs> oh, yeah. in the seventies, and it didn't work yeah. out. So <laughs> oh, you know boy. why the CIA That's wants all, wants words, all the right drugs. There. You know they want all the drugs to put in right there. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna let's do this, my man Hector. H- how long have we gone so we're, far? We're 55. We're 55 minutes. Didn't I tell you we shot for 15, 20? We're yeah, 55 yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. So let's do this, my man. Um, if you have any final words on this, uh, you know, as far as the immigration goes, I think we had a much better. If if our politicians talked about immigration the way me and you did, I think we would have a lot of solutions for this fucking problem. Let's face facts. Um. Yeah. So. I think what I want to say finally is to your point, let's for the people who are here, let's 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 put some actual action into it. I think the first thing we can do again for the people who are who are here, the we can we can first thing we have to do is keep adults, allow them to work. A lot of there's a lot of people who are undocumented here who didn't cross the board, actually came around the plane and they overstayed. There's many other ways to become undocumented. Keep the work permit going because if you lose a lot of people, for example, F1 students, student visas, little worker visas, if those expire, which for student visas has, has been happening because of just just because of coronavirus pushing back wait times, mm-hmm. they expire. If you have a job or you were about to get a job, you can no longer get the job. So I think the first thing we can do from a pragmatically is find a way to get work permits to the people who deserve them. Then the next thing you don't want to do is have some version of retroactive action for the, for again, the DACA recipient types, the dreamers who have been here, who have shown the good moral character, who is, as I, I listened to you guys, actually your episode about um, what it is to be an American and use, use those, ex- those standards, you know, find the, the, the people who are, who are good people. And if you look at them over the past 10, 20 years, if they're, if they're really a, a productive person here, put them on a path, put them on a special path that allows them to stay here and continue to be here and let that free up the, the system. So you don't have people who are in the system needlessly only 25, 30 years later, but, oh yeah, you know, you have four kids, all your kids are grown. You're 68. Here goes your green card. Like you just wasted a bunch of time. This person could have been, could have been doing a lot more for the country. And that's, I think that's the one thing I would say is immigrants. We are very, we are very, um, libertarian in that sense we have all it's a bet you make on yourself when you when you when you leave a country because you're betting on yourself that when i get the freedom and the opportunity to do as i know to use my capabilities i believe that i can i can put forth good and i can make i can i can literally make a lot of money so when my parents came when my when my dad brought me he, he was betting on himself that he would be able to change the lives of his children, which we did. You know, I went to college. I graduated from college. I, I, I have a, I have a good idea of where I want to go. I just need the opportunity to do so. And I feel like a lot of immigrants. I can't speak for all. Obviously, there's bad apples in everywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if immigrants, we're, we're very libertarian. We want our freedom to be able to do what we want to do. Open up our businesses and just, just be able to make the money because, because there's many times where we're coming from doesn't give us all those freedoms so we do want some we're like this is this is just it's going to be better for us and it's also i think we're also going to be better for the country we're not a net negative let me tell you something there's nothing that needs to be said well said well said i'll say something right now that's the only thing i'm gonna say 
You, my friend, you represent what a fucking American is. You listen to that episode? I probably described you. Yeah, I, li- I listened like the first two hours of it. I, 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 I appreciate you listening to that episode. Listen, we say a lot of con- controversial shit. We have a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of fun. But the reality is people like yourself, you are Americans. And, and a lot of the times, if you listen to what you just said. That is the American dream. You should. What you just said should remind people what it's like to be a fucking American. The, the privilege that we have in this country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely perfect. Um, we're going to end with, with, with that. Stay right there so I can say goodbye properly. But on to our next awesome segment. Final thoughts with Black and Jay. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, so perfect for this. Hey. It's an OG. It's an OG soundbite right it there. It is definitely an OG soundbite. Final <laughs> thoughts with Mike and Jay. And um, what do you think, man? When you think about that, is he an American? Is he an uh, not yet? But I am sure he will be. Okay, at one I think point he should be. You yes, know, yes, I do. I, I'm with you, bro. You know, I, I look at I look at people like that as as like a very. They came here in a very, 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 very tricky situation. Yeah. And it's like any of those people that came over under some of those weird circumstances, like, when, like I don't know why the right is so against some type of path to citizenship. It never made any type of sense. I don't get it to either. Me. It's stupid. And I don't see my my opinion would be why not? And I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of Republicans that I have heard this from. Let's just put it that way. All right. Where they said I would support a path to citizenship. When the border was completely secure and we weren't letting people just flood in. Okay. Okay. To me, that's my solution. That sounds, finish, that sounds fair. Finish the giant wall. Yeah, 100%. Right. I don't care how they get here. I don't want them to be able to walk across. I don't want them to be able to just walk across and get a court case. You walk to the border. Right. I, I want if you're, if you're coming here, you have to come here and you have to do it the right way. And just because your proximity to this country does not give you does not give you car blanche to come here over people from different African African continents or, or African nations and things like that, right? Your proximity to this country should not give you a bigger right to come here than any any other any other immigrant in the world. I agree. We don't want an influx of illegal Canadians coming here, right? That's what we're saying, dude. I I can't stand Canadians. If we're being honest, they keep their hockey bullshit up there. Nobody oh, cares. whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that about? <laughs> you got a problem with the hockey? Fucking ain't. No, I have a problem with Canadians in general. Don't we all, to be honest? Yeah. Actually, no. You know what? You're fucking Canadian bacon. Take that shit and shove it up your ass. Canadian bacon's gross. It's ham. It's gross. It's ham. It's fucking ham. No, bacon's bacon. <laughs> bacon's Canadian so good. Bacon. And it's so much more expensive right now. It's unbelievable. It's stupid. Unbelievable how fucking expensive. I'd rather have spam. Isn't spam kind of like a pork roll though? Kinda. Is kind it? It's it is. Like it a is pork, kind of. Like it's kind of like roll. a pork roll goop. Yeah, oh, it's man. like a a, a con- concoction of like weird <laughs> fucking different you know they, shitty meats. You know it came, it came out as a goop, man. There's goop in the can. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had it since I was like eight, but. It's just—it's disgusting. That it's stuff. I hate so it. So fucking gross to look at. Twelve thousand milligrams of sodium. It just hardens up in the can it's like and an becomes instant. a solid. Hey, you want to have a heart attack? 
Eat this. It was a gelatin at one point. Now it's a solid. Fry it up. I don't <laughs> cut it and fry it. Mm-mm. Sizzle porking. Mm. Oh, can we have that with some sketty? <laughs> yeah. How the fuck? How the hell did we go from that to that? I, I the world will never know. Who knows? I don't know, dude. One thing I took from what what that guy was talking about, though, seriously, mm-hmm. is um, our government sucks, man. Oh yeah. Think about it. Just because they can't process anything in the, in a timely fashion. Took this kid and put him in fucking complete limbo land. It's ridiculous. How ridiculous is that? He's here for here. He's here for six years or seven years, from the time he was brought here to the time he turned twenty-one, and they couldn't get their shit together enough to get his dad processed so he could get processed. It fucking blows my mind. We're talking about paperwork. Talking about paperwork. Come on. And this dude has to work. His dad has to work without. The fucking visa extension, and I don't even know. How, I don't know even how this stuff works. These are out. people that want to be like good people and like contribute and pay taxes and work. These are the ones we're making it difficult for. But these fucking scumbags that come over here illegally and just leech off the system. I'm telling you, dude. Leech. They're like they're like doing. Have you heard about the 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 flights that they're just flying into? Into Florida, and this guy, just to be clear, and his dad are not that. They're no, the opposite of that. No, he came here on a work visa. Let's you know, assuming everything he said to us was you know, up right. And up assuming and what he says is true for sure. But he and I've heard these stories before from people. Yeah, but his dad came here on a work visa. They he he brought his two his his two kids with him. Mm-hmm. Right, and then what happened? He was take he it took them so long to process his temporary his his permanent work visa so stupid man that so he, that his kid aged out in it did you hear that story it's like people like that now you have he's been here for so long he spent the majority of his life here right. now and he has never been fully just made a citizen you have his info he's, it's not like oh we got to put him in the system and then we got to do this and then we got to do that no he's it's already work. he's done it already just update the shit just click it and go like this. Okay. How about this? You want to become an American citizen? You want a social security number and hold on yacht, blah, blah, blah. You have to do this, 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 this right. in the next two years. Yeah. You do. You complete all these things. You're good. You're a citizen. Nope. Take, the, take the citizenship ship test. Boom. No problem with that. Just like the neighbor did. Yep. I was going to bring that up, but you beat me to it. Right. How, how difficult is this, man? And I get it. We take in so many people, and there's so many people running for the border, and there's so much bullshit. Mm-hmm. But the thing that bothers me is every politician from, like, 1960 has been talking about Ill- illegal immigration. So, Do you guys understand that? So Joe Biden, he's been talking about it since the 70s? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> So Joe Biden has been on every side of the immigration issue uh-huh. in his 50 years in fucking office. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it another way. Let's just put it another way. Oh, my God. During Joe Biden's entire 50 years. Half a century. Yes, half a century in government. Mm-hmm. The immigration crisis has been exactly the same. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. It's insane. Matter of fact, it's gotten worse. It's insane. 
Come on, man. Seriously. And no, and and now the same jerk off who has not been able to fix it for fifty years has completely fucked it up even more, and everyone's wondering why. Eighty-one million votes. Everyone's wondering why. Well, there's where there's where the eighty-one million votes are. Once again, why are they secretly sending illegal immigrants into Florida? You tell me these people can't vote somehow. Is this really what you're saying? Well, here in Jersey, here in Jersey, during the uh, last gubernatorial election, uh, illegals were given ballots, and they said we don't know if they'll count, but here you go. Yeah, good job. Well, that's my point. Good job. So now they have they have licenses and they can vote, and they have they, they're not paying taxes, but 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 their votes could could artificially inflate numbers. It's just I don't know, man. You, you know. The bottom line is when you hear when you hear people like this story, people like Hector's story. Yeah. And you put and you try to put any more like rational sense to like how how is a government this disgusting? I don't know. Asking for more power, more money, and getting more it. control and getting and they're not even well, the problem is they're not get asking for it anymore. Now they're just taking exactly. Because we're voting these fucking pieces of shit into office. I don't know if we really are, man. Like once again, Allegedly. Jerry Nadler. Have you ever seen Jerry Nadler? Jerry Jerry Nadler legit looks like one of the fucking trolls from the Incredibles movie. Do you know, like the "We Are the Underminers" at the very yes. end of that fucking that movie? Great game. That is that is legit Jerry Nadler. He's four foot three. His pants come up to his tits. Four foot three on stilts. He used to be four foot three, three hundred. Pounds? Yeah. Did you did you see him? He looked like a big ass like floating balloon. Oompa, loompa, yeah. Or like the pig from the from the you know the the birds versus pigs. What's that? What the fuck was that game called? Uh, birds versus pigs. Yeah. What was that called? Um, where you used to shoot Plants the birds. Zombies. No, where you used to shoot the birds at the pigs and the, the blow shit up. Birds of prey. It was called birds, wasn't it? Angry birds. Angry birds. There you go. There you go. There you go. He looked like one of those fat, disgusting salabs. He looked like fat bastard from and, Austin and now, and now what happens is... <laughs> Get in my belly! Yeah, you never seen Jerry Nadler, bro? So now he lost all this weight. But the problem is he hasn't updated his wardrobe. Or the skin problem. So he he like he takes a belt and he pulls his pants up like right under his tits. And he's, <laughs> Did I do that? And he, and he squeezes the belt like as tight as he possibly can get. And when he walks, he kind of has his, like his his arms like floating behind him. We and he's like he and, like his feet are slapping like a fucking cartoon character like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Maybe you describe it. Oh man, it's Jerry <laughs> Nadler. So it's like you look at him and go, how does he get elected over and over and over again? How? Illegally. Like, how has Chuck Schumer been elected this many times? Do, do people, are people really electing him? Apparently, yes. Yes, they are. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's just hysterical that, that, that the immigration conversation, wherever you, wherever you fall on it, wherever it is, just realize that nothing's changed in 60 years. What are you laughing at? I'm <laughs> looking up pictures of Jerry Nathan. You see? <laughs> See? Holy you see what shit, the fuck, fuck I'm talking about? How you tell me that gets elected? You tell me he re, he's been in Congress for like 30 years. He's now. literally eating the votes. He's so bad. He's so bad. Oh. 
<laughs> yes, here he is. Do his yourself belt a favor. is over his stomach. It's legit right under his tits. <laughs> he adjusts his belt and scratches the middle of his chest at the yeah, same exactly. fucking time. Oh my god! It's it is horrific, and and someone like that's getting elected. Oh boy! We have that one jerk off retiring from Congress right now, or yeah. from the senator. I don't know. Leahy was it Leahy? Who cares? He's been there ninety years. He's like ninety-seven years old. How? When the fuck? <laughs> how do these dudes get out? He's retiring and going on bed rest. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> he's gonna walk out of the Congress and immediately fall dead. That's how long he's been here. Holy shit. What a country. What a country we have. <laughs> what a country. Country so oh shitty that we can't process immigration fucking status or a work visa for nine years. It's so inefficient. Nine uh, years. Nine years. Bro, and this was like, when, when did he come over? What did he say? It was like um, in the 90s, right? So we had fucking Windows NT back then, for Christ's sake, already. Ooh. Remember Windows ME? Windows ME. Millennium yeah. Edition. Dude, I was a big Windows 98 fan. 98 was good. Mm-hmm. 98 was a good one. Yep. Love that 98. We fucked it up. Now we got Windows. What is it now? Windows 10? What the hell it's is called? The, is it even Windows anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. I it's hate just it. not Windows. I don't like it. It's like all apps now. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. very fucking weird. I don't know. It's stupid. I'll tell you what is stupid. <clears throat> Our government. And I'll tell you what else is stupid. Yep. People. Yep. We're stupid yep. for allowing these jerk-offs to not fix something and bitch about it for 50 years. Commie fucks. Commie fucks. <laughs> 50 years. Reagan was talking about this shit. In the beginning of the show, you listen to Bill Clinton. That was from 1995. I was you know how fucking long ago 1995 is? It's a long time. I was like 16 years old in 1995. I was one year out of high school. 16 years old in 1995 yeah. I was. We were young. And that motherfucker's saying the same exact thing today. 2021? 2021. Over two decades? Almost, almost three. Dude, watch 2050. Decades later. 2050. It's going to be like. It's the same it's shit. It's going to be like Barry. Barry's so fucking old. Well, goddamn mother. Bar- do the same thing. Baron Trump's going to be like, can we finish my father's fucking wall already? <laughs> I think that For might Christ's sake. actually be a good idea. <laughs> There's so many illegal people here. God damn it. It's fucking terrible. I don't know, man, but they want more money. They want more trillions, more billions, more cajillions. They want more money. They want more control. They think they know. Joe Biden. They, uh, it's very, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, got, I got nothing after this show anymore, man. I got nothing. Because just... listen to that kid talk about how inept, oh, inept everything is. It's fucking so bad, isn't it? At some point, like, you just you get past the getting angry stage, and you just think, you laugh at how fucking ridiculous it is, and how accepted it is. And we we allow it. Yeah, everyone just goes yeah. on about their day. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta do something about those fucking illegals. Turn on the channel two news. Let's see what they're talking about today. It's time for my brain warping. 
Yeah, it is. And then what happens is you have Fox that sits out there and goes, oh, but they're going to pet this and shit. That means everyone's just going to be legal. And then yeah. fucking, they're going to rape your kids and take all yeah. the jobs. And that's it. Exactly. Uh. And then you have the fucking, and then you have the liberals on the other side going, oh, you're a racist if you want a wall belt. You're a fucking racist. We just let everyone in. Just everyone. You why should can't, die. Why can't everyone just come in here unfettered? Because there's only so much room, you dumb it's, it's these fucking, it's these people that you, you can't just, okay, how about we do this? How about we do this? And this is what we're going to end the show with. All right, let's do it. Let's we're going to end this. it with a solution. Let's do this. Ready? We're going to give our solutions to, to the immigration crisis. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, it's very simple. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Ready? Everyone? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone listen. That's just cool. so we're fucking very clear with everything. Mm-hmm. So you know where exactly where me and Jay stand on mm-hmm. this issue. Number one. Yep. Close the fucking border. I don't care if you put a wall. I don't care if you put tanks. I don't care if you put National Guard. I don't care if you put the fucking Marines. I don't care if you put fucking a minefield. Ooh. I don't care how it's done. Trump's wall was seeming to do the trick. It was working. Okay, so let's just finish the wall. And it was very, very good looking. That's the start of it. We finish the wall. Quality wall. Then we cut a bunch of beautiful doors in it that can open up to anybody coming here legally. You got to cut them a little wide. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying. Hey, some of those migrants are coming a little overweight. Jerry Jerry Nadler. I always it, it's a, it always interests me seeing a seeing an overweight migrant that's supposedly starving that walk. Yeah, a thousand that's miles. the best. That's the that's best. Still, that still has cell phones. Oh, you come from a a starving country, and you're fat. Where are your kids? Oh, you ate them. Yeah, yeah. and okay. you have cell phone charge. Yeah, was that an is that an okay. iPhone thirteen? Yeah, okay. Well, fuck my life. And your clothes look freshly clean. Yeah. Something doesn't fucking add up here, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Come on in. Close the border. Lock the fuck down. Yeah. Have a system in here that takes a set amount of people from each country. Mm-hmm. You look around and you say, how many people are trying to get in from this country? How many people are trying to get in from this country? We only take in that amount of people. Everything else, sorry, but you, you get your own shit in order. I am sure there are people in Wales that want to come here. Exactly. So there you go. Now that the border's secure, and now that we have set standards of how many people we're taking in, mm-hmm. now we have to look at all of the people that are in the bullshit zone, like the guy that we had today. Yeah. All of those people in the bullshit zone, if it's 11 million fucking people that have already been here, they've been here for 15 years, I don't give a shit if you get them a path to citizenship if they want it legally. If we know who the fuck they are and they don't want to become American citizens and they want to keep living the way they're living in the shadows, then you round them the fuck up and send them See back. See ya. Gotta, gots to go. You say, this is your chance. You have a one-year sign-up period. Sign the fuck up for this program. Anything after this, you're fucked. I don't care. It's immediate dismissal from the country. Immediate. Immediately. Immediate. And hey, I'm even for hiring people to try to get in touch with these motherfuckers to make sure they're compliant. Or sign up for a tour in the military 
And when you come out, you're a citizen. Boom. I'm fine with that as well. I'm great with that. National Guard something. Something. Serve the country. Do some type of service. Show you want to be here. And then pledge allegiance to the country. That's right. And then want to be an American. And then pay taxes here. I got no problem with that. Yeah, no, none. None, none. whatsoever. And the God's honest truth is nobody has any labor. Fine, then we need motherfuckers. Yeah. I know. If no one wants of, to work, then we need motherfuckers, man. There's tons of companies that are hiring right now. Everybody is. I could have used somebody this year, but my year is just about done, so I don't need anybody right so now. So too bad. So could I have. Trust me. And I'm feeling it right now in my year. Oh, yeah. I'm hurting. I'm definitely feeling it right now. Yeah. But no. So so there you go. So now whoever's in the fuck zone of this disgusting immigration bullshit that has been created over the last 50 years of inept shit politicians saying they're going to do something about it and not ever doing a fucking thing about it just so they can complain about it. Then what I would do is whatever politician was going to fucking do something that's been involved, Mm -hmm. they no longer are involved in immigration anymore because they clearly suck. Clearly. 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 I'm good with that. And then, once again, now we have no problems. Now we have no problems. If you're a criminal, if you're a piece of shit, if you have multiple felonies, you're gone. You're gone. It's very simple. If you're not productive, if you're a gang member, if you're fucking MS-13, if you're caught any gang affiliation whatsoever and you're illegal, Mm -hmm. you're gone. And I personally would love to see them get deported by catapult. Like those kids last year that were being dropped over the wall. Yeah, but only only slightly different. A little different than that. Yeah, <laughs> you have different type, different levels of catapults for different people. Sure. And you catapult. Oh, oh, oh! Right into the Rio Grande River, man. And they have to build it. <laughs> I like free of them, charge. I like for them to have to pull the pull the lever of their own fucking catapult. Maybe. Oh my god! All right, El Guapo, pull the lever. Think about it. If you have killed somebody. Do you put that shit on pay-per-view? Catapult. No, like, so think about it. Episode three. If you're just getting deported, and you're a felon and whatever, and, you're, and, we don't, and we want you to live after deportation, you get de- deported by a regular catapult. Fine, catapult them into you, the ocean. That's what I'm talking about. That tosses you over the wall, and it makes you land in the middle of the Rio Grande River. Okay, that works for me. Okay, that's number one. If you're a murderer piece of shit, you get catapulted into a river full of piranha. You get catapulted over the river and landed onto the onto the land. And through the woods. And if you live through that, then God bless you. Then you still can't come in. No, then you're deported. Then maybe we'll put a bullet in your head and end then, your misery. Then after that, we're banking on you not being able to climb any walls anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or dig any tunnels. Or take a submarine. Join us next week on the latest edition of Catapult. Fire and ice. One, two, three. Here we go. I don't know, man. It's fucking awesome. But hey, that was 116. Yeah. All right. I know uh, Jay looked at me and said, I think this is going to be boring. Why do you fucking do this? You always say the things that are not supposed to go on the show, and you fucking say it on the show. <laughs> the fuck? So I just want your real feelings on it, Jay. Was it boring to listen back? No. <laughs> it's different, you dick. <laughs> no. In all reality, this is what Jay said to me. 
I don't know. Oh, There's nothing going to be funny about this episode. It's serious. That. Did not say those words. He said this might be too serious for our audience. They're not going to be able to handle nope. it. Didn't say it. They're, they're not smart enough. Don't believe a they're fucking not, word he's saying. They're not intelligent enough to handle this, this I, level yeah, of conversation. Yeah, that's what I said. 100%. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Hey, to me, I think this was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Because, um, hey, man, I love hearing from normal fucking people. I do. I love hearing from normal yeah, people. Even if Jay was bored. I was editing my brain, that sound. <laughs> Don't say it. You still got to live next to him. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're supposed to say it, son man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love having you here, man. Or I love actually being here. Because uh, you're, you are yeah, you're, you're at my place. <laughs> I know, that's why I say I like actually being here. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Hey, 116th edition of Calderys Unleashed. Stop fucking playing footsie with me. I can't, I can't help it. All right, God damn it. Where are your feet at? I'm all the way over to the side, and you're still hitting my feet. Sorry, man. Fuck. You know, I've been, I've been fucking working this on it. This is what this. I got to deal with. He's got... You see this? He's, you I, hear this? Hey. 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 I play footsie with you. You're dying to see Shaq's penis. What do you want from me? That's true. He's <laughs> so sorry. It's true. Hey, 116th edition. I hope you enjoyed it. Great talk on immigration and um, fuck the government. Fuck the government. Yeah. Fuck. You. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. We'll Brandon. keep it clean for the end. Oh, yeah? You want to keep it clean? Let's go, Brandon. Fuck hey, Joe Biden. This is all I know once again. Rate us a five. That's really big. Don't apparently. be a cunt. Don't be an asshole. Come on. Right. If you don't fucking like the show, just don't listen. Just fucking go away. But if you like the show, rate us a five. Don't be a Give jerk us off. Five. Five. Give us fives. Give us five. Give us five. I like to do fives. We're kids. High fives, kids. preferably. <laughs> Give us a five star rating. All right, this is where we just gotta end it. Okay. All right, later, guys. Goodbye. Fucking moron. Wake up. Yeah, okay, hey. All righty, bleached.